6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. want to hear from you about what your experience has been with urban coyotes. We have talked a lot about this over the past uh, couple of years, about this increase that we have seen in, in coyotes in Edmonton. And and if you're listening from Edmonton, want to hear from you. If you're listening from outside of Edmonton, let me know at 780-496-0063. Um, a story uh, from Southwest Edmonton uh, over the past couple of days has a lot of people talking and it has resulted in two coyotes uh, having been killed after a man and his dog were attacked uh, in Thibault Park over in Terwilliger Town. Um, the, 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 uh, the, 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 the man and, and his dog, who was on a leash, uh, were attacked by, it's believed, five coyotes. Let's find out what's going on, how the city has handled this, and, and what to do next. Troy Cortarelli is the operations manager for Edmonton's Animal Control and Park Ranger Peace Officer Program. Hey, Troy, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Did you watch the hockey game last night? <laughs> I did. Uh, disappointing. I thought they played a really good first period but unfortunately that second period was a bit disastrous for us it so, certainly still, was still holding out hope yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed never say die troy well never <laughs> that was kind of a, a bad segue into this let's talk about what happened in southwest edmonton uh, we know that the numbers of uh, coyotes in uh, edmonton uh, have been going up rather dramatically over the past couple of years did i read something like they've doubled in the past couple of years well, I wouldn't say they doubled. I mean, a lot of this was estimates, but our counts uh, prior to COVID, we estimated the population to be around 900. And then okay. most recently, we now estimate our population to be about 1,500. Okay. Uh, we're kind of theorizing that with COVID, especially the first couple months when everyone was indoors during that spring, uh, that created a lot more open space, less people around, and the coyote population started to expand. So, uh, you know what, I used to live right over uh, by that park in Terwilliger Town, so I have an idea of, of the area around there, lots of homes around there. It's not like there's a, uh, you know, a huge forested area, you know, the, the Hende or South Terwilliger not too far, the Hende not too far away from that. Tell us what, what happened that led to these animals being put down. Well, on Tuesday morning, a citizen was walking his dog in that area on a decommissioned service road, and he came across a single coyote. Uh, the coyote was displaying very aggressive behavior, it was snarling, uh, snarling its teeth, his hair was up, and it was crouching low and closing space. Uh, the citizen attempted to scare it away. Uh, that didn't respond. So he made the decision to leave, and in the process to, of leaving, there were several other coyotes hmm. in the area. Uh, he was chased and attacked. He and his dog were chased and attacked. So, Troy, when a coyote is showing... The- very aggressive behavior I mean what would precipitate that what what would what, what why would that happen there could be a, a lot of different reasons for that they could be diseased they could be injured the prevailing theory on this is that it is denning season right now the coyotes are out with their pups showing them how to live and survive in an urban environment and it's quite possible that the citizen with his dog was between a parent coyote and the pups and then the parent coyote could have called other coyotes to say yeah we have a threat to the pups here we have to neutralize it so that's kind of what we're we're initially thinking uh since this initial report came in, we did actually 
receive another report that we're following up to that same area of a somewhat of a similar incident. Uh, it did involve a dog and a resident uh, riding their bike through there mm-hmm. and, and seeing uh, an aggressive coyote, and they rode from the area as quickly as they could. So uh, we did, we have located a den. Uh, as oh, you have morning. now. Okay. Yeah, our, our officers, what we believe is a den. Our officers were out there this morning. They did see some pups, and we're reasonably convinced this could be probably what caused the initial conflict. On a secondary level, though, we're also following up the, some information provided by the residents that uh, one or more residents may have been feeding the coyotes. Mm. Uh, and, and so that's obviously a concern. And anytime you're, you're engaging that type of behavior, it's going to condition the coyotes to become a little bit more normalized around people. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we don't want. Uh, you know, we have fines for that. It's a $500 fine. We really encourage uh, to citizens to not feed coyotes. It's going to create a scenario where, exactly like this potentially where they become normalized. They think it's okay. They expect people to feed them. And if they don't, they could get upset or angry. They could, you know, nip or bite to try and draw attention. Mm. So obviously we have to respect mother nature we have to respect wildlife and and feeding is just not acceptable how was the decision made to to uh, kill these animals to it too i don't know what you, to put them down yeah that's a very difficult decision and and probably one of the things i think that it's just a really polarizing issue we recognize a lot of people either like coyotes and then we get complaints that we should try and call the entire coyote population in the edmonton mm-hmm. which is virtually impossible right so you either really like them or you don't from our perspective we look at the behaviors that are uh, provided to us when we do our investigation in this case uh, very aggressive they attacked and and from what we know based off of uh, our subject matter expertise and working with wildlife experts is that once they attack they're more inclined to attack again and because of that that's a public safety risk so with that from our risk assessment we have to look at uh, public safety and because of that we'll take the position that we have to destroy the coyotes unfortunately Mm -hmm. Uh, but also recognizing though that coyotes in an urban scenario can provide some benefits Benefits, you know, with uh, vole, mice, and even rats. We have rats in Edmonton. Controlling those populations are really beneficial. Without coyotes, we'd probably have significant spikes in those populations. And and for, for every person that doesn't like a coyote, there's probably two or three more that don't like rats, voles, or mice. Uh, and so they do serve some benefit for it. And it's always a bit of a balance between advocating for them, trying to find that right balance between, uh, you know, our urban wildlife yeah. and then our residential communities and then making sure people understand their responsibilities. I I thought Alberta was rat-free, Troy. Uh, we are like we we do stay on top of it. The complaints are few and far in between. But um, you know, with 15 coyotes uh, or 1,500 coyotes in the city, potentially they get hungry. So uh, potentially we can thank them as well. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I guess one of the concerns is you know when when you when you destroy one of these uh, one one of these animals and uh, it could be you know pups you know the coyote pups. I mean maybe you don't care. Uh, not that you don't care, but what if it was the parents of the pups? What happens to the pups? Well, that's a really good question, right? Because there could be other parents that could potentially assume the responsibilities. Depending on where they are in their learning environment, they might be in a position to fend for themselves. And then hopefully that they haven't learned conditioned behaviors Mm -hmm. from the parents about being around people and it's okay to be around people. Uh, And we're we're currently kind of evaluating that right now. We did see some pups there this morning. Uh, They were relatively scared from what I understand of our staff, which is a good sign. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then we can confirm that it'll really be just kind of hazing them out of the area and encouraging them to find a new location where there's less people around. So, Troy, uh, what do we do? Um, what is the best advice if, if we see them? Because we do see them. We see them in the neighborhoods. I see them out, you know, everyone sees them around. But what if you're having a run-in? What if, what if they're showing aggressive behavior? What if they're following? What do we do? 
Well, that's a really good question. I, I think it, it's you have to make the decision as to whether or not they're a threat to you or not. You know, sometimes a cow you will follow at a distance mm-hmm. just because they're kind of curious or they're seeing, you know, they want to see what people are doing and, and so forth. First and foremost, preconditioning so that what you can do preventatively to make sure that an encounter is not going to happen. And we strongly recommending hazing. You know, if you have a coyote that's anywhere within 30 to 40 yards and they're sitting there and they're not leaving because people are in there, then we, we recommend low-level hazing techniques, making noise, you know, uh, potentially if you have to throw things at the direction of the coyote to encourage them, like, look, it's not okay to be around people. Now, in a scenario where, um, you know, a coyote is looking at attacking, obviously, you have to be incredibly cautious. You want to make sure you're kind of keeping your eyes at the coyote but and trying to encourage more people to come and help. You know, the scenario on Tuesday, the citizen was able to... Uh, used several construction workers who witnessed the attack and they came over and thankfully okay. helped them out. But uh, creating as much noise as you, as you can, drawing attention to yourself, making sure you don't necessarily turn away and keep your eyes on the coyote at all times until you feel it's safe to do so. You want to try and keep the visual on that. If you turn and run, that could trigger a strong predatory instinct as well. And I think a lot of people are inclined to run. Uh, we've had reports where uh, a coyote actually had was not necessarily aggressive or threatening, but somebody ran away and the coyote trotted along with them and it kind of created a perceived chase scenario but the coyote is going to do what their instinct tells them to do and and so the main thing is just learn about urban coyotes understand the behaviors uh, educate yourself understand that uh, how we as people uh, influence urban wildlife and what our responsibilities are troy sure appreciate your time this afternoon have a great weekend Thank you so much. Go Oilers, go. Absolutely. Troy Cordarelli joining me. He's the Ops Manager for Edmonton's Animal Control and Park Ranger Peace Officer Program talking about that coyote run-in on uh, earlier this week, Tuesday, um, in southwest Edmonton, asking you, what has your experience been? Have you had a run-in?